2: Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of the Grinding True Crime Podcast with your host, Maddie Matt, along with...
1: Daddy
2: Babs. Dad. And narrating today will be... Todd Fox. And we hope you guys enjoy the show today, but before we get started, we want to let you guys know where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, just type in Grinding True Crime Podcast. And there you can find our page, like our page, comment on our page, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. If you want to listen to us while you're working or or jogging or whatever it is you're doing in the U.S., you can listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Pandora, and Podvine. And for those listening to us outside of the U.S., we love you. You can continue to listen to us on Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Podchaser go to redbubble.com, type in fox 80 and there you can get merchandise courtesy of Grinding True Crime. And if you like what you hear and you want to support the cause, you can always leave a Cash App donation. Just download the Cash App app and type in dollar sign Grinding True Crimes. Listener's discretion is advised because we may get into details. Not may. We will get into details <laughs> that may be gruesome or, um, you know, screamish for certain listeners. So listener's discretion is advised okay with that being said i think it's the floor is yours todd do you want to take it away sir
0: yeah quick shout out though i'll give it one quick shout out to lonnie smith jr over there on facebook he's been a loyal listener so he messaged us so i want to give that shout out if you guys have any other shout outs or anything i forgot to mention that in the beginning so that's my bad
2: that's my bad too um i'll 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 shout them out on the next episode i got a few
0: okay sounds good to me got it well let's start this story off shall we tonight it's the uh hitchhiker slayer so if you've seen those old movies especially those uh it's called the hitcher back in the 80s that that movie scared the bejesus out of me um you know, the, there's a part in that movie where the guy pulls up and says, hey, uh, you need a ride. And the guy looks like real creepy. It's raining. He's like, sure, let me get in. And then he gets <laughs> in the car and then he they start driving off. And he's like, what happened? Uh, is that your car back there? He's all, no, that's a guy that uh, I chopped off his legs and arms while he was still alive. <laughs> and at that point, I'm like, eject button, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, but that guy's like, <laughs> funny joke there, you. I'm like, Wait. what?
2: <laughs> it wasn't like that Survivor commercial.
0: Yeah, it should have been the Survivor commercial. Want a ride? Are you assured? Yes. By survival? I no. I can't, I can't take, take that. Right. that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the cheesiest commercials of all time, but it's yeah, very cheesy. But yeah, that that would have been the smart move in this in this uh, episode, as we were going to get into. But, you know, I've been trying to stay out of California, but things keep drawing me back. And um, this one, we're going to be back in California in an area that I talked to you guys just a couple weeks about going to go visit. Uh, oh. yeah, It's a town of Solvang.
1: Oh, man. What? Who would have thought?
0: Really? I've, I've got a case out of Solvang, California. So
1: <laughs> we really have to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Solvang is, is located just above Santa Barbara. If you know where Santa Barbara is, it's like the middle of California, just a, mm-hmm. about a, 80 miles or so a, above Los Angeles. It's uh, located in the Santa, Santa Ynez Valley area. Uh, usually has a population of about 6,000 people. Uh, real quick on the origins of Solvang: why it's Solvang, why is it, you know, where to get its name from. Uh, it goes back as far back as 1804. Uh, by the Indians that were in that area, which were the Shumash Indians, which are related to me, which I'm a quarter Shumash. Really? Um, yeah, I am. For my mom, my mom was a half and her oh, okay. mom was 75% or maybe even full-blooded. Not bad. Yeah. So they were, they originated from that area. Um, but they're Danish? No, no, no. Shumash uh, Indian. Native. Yeah, oh. native. Okay. The Danish Americans, however, came there in 1911. A bunch of them came over from the, the area of Finland, Sweden, and they started talking like this, and and they started <laughs> <laughs> they started building a town that uh, <laughs> called me off guard with that one. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but they uh, they came up there and they started building a small community, and they built German houses and fin- Finnish type houses, Switzerland type windmills, and just like stuff like that. They they made their own city and they had more and more that came over over the years and then it just turned into a tourist town in the late 60s and there so, is. so now everything that builds up around it they build their buildings accustomed to that look basically and matt can
1: tell you they do have very good danishes
0: oh yes their danishes the are delicious Danishes in the world yes they have a lot of good cultures over there too very um funny. Oh, absolutely. Um, Their pastries are the best. Uh, They have influences on the restaurants and the, you know, the gift shops and things like that uh, from Norway, Sweden, Switzerland and German and Finland type areas. And then you just go outside of Solvain and there's the reservation of the Chumash Indians. They have their big casino there. So it's a multicultural area. And for the most part, everybody gets along. It's a beautiful area
1: yeah we never encountered any issues going there
0: yeah it's it's a fairly fairly nice area uh you got a lot of wildlife people go there all the uh, you know there's a lot of hiking there's lakes for fishing it's just a beautiful area a very beautiful area that you wouldn't think would be in you know in that part of California but it is um so that's the breakdown of that but we're gonna talk about a guy with the name of a avenger but he's no avenger um <laughs> Which this one is, this is Thor niece Christensen
1: Oh no
0: Thor so, Why you gotta Thor.
1: ruin Thor
0: <laughs> He doesn't have a hammer But uh, he uses something else Um oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would be a good pickup line For him Um <laughs> Wow <laughs> <laughs> What do That's you think Thor- my hammer. <laughs> Yeah exactly What do you think Thor
2: looked like well, I'm assuming he doesn't look like the Thor of the Northern God of Asgard, so I'm going to say he was fat and ugly.
0: <laughs> Gabby, wow.
1: I'm going to go with a like a very slim, very tall white man.
0: Okay, you guys are both half right. Oh, what? Yeah, he's he's very tall, but he's overweight, and he has long blonde hair. So
2: he was the fat Thor from,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, he was definitely the, the fat Thor. No, <laughs>
1: Yo, don't you dare ruin Thor like that for me. Uh,
0: okay. Well, this, this Thor was born uh, December twenty eighth, nineteen fifty seven. Mm. Uh, he was uh, he was born in Denmark first, and then uh, he immigrated here with his parents when he was five years old. And this, this kind of goes like to where, you know, it's really weird. He actually, you know, being in Solvane, where my mom and grandma, great-grandma were at, um, he also moved to an area where my dad grew up, which was in Inglewood. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, they initially settled in Inglewood for about a year or two. And then his father, um, I guess from money overseas or however he got it, um, got enough money to build a restaurant up in that area. Like he wanted to go, he wanted to feel like he was at home without being home and at that time again Solvayne's building up and it looks just like it did when he left uh, Denmark so why not mm-hmm. and they opened up a restaurant over there and I believe it is the mustard house which is still there to this day so that is on the drag of Solvayne's like right down Main yes. Street yeah Um. so Thor just like uh, Patrick from last week had an unusual high uh, childhood um mm-hmm. Thor's father was also successful, um, but uh, he was a restaurant owner in Solvang, like I said. And uh, just like Patrick, the murderer from last week, um, Thor's father, niece, which was uh, Thor's middle name he was named after, was a drunk. Um, That's like the usual. Yeah, the parents did have a hand in how he came out, basically. So, um, he, he, uh, he didn't beat Thor's mom though, he'd beat Thor. Oh. Was, yeah, his only kid. Um Thor would get uh, uh <clears throat> regular beatings from the ages of 4th uh, grade onward to I would say his almost his junior year in high school. So mm-hmm. yeah. This would start his erratic behavior. Um from when he was in Solvang schools, he was a chubby blonde boy. Um, he would eat a lot to cope with the the stuff that his dad was dishing out. So whenever something happened, he was always uh, getting food. His mom would shove food down his face too. So that was uh that was Thor early on, just a little chubby little white boy with long hair. You know, probably talking like this, and uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just he had a he had a mean look on his face too. He had it. He just had this look on his face. He hardly ever smiled.
1: Huh. Well, I mean, I could see why.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, his best friend at the time, Frederick, um, however, would say that Thor would be sweet as can be at certain times. And then the next, he would just, you know, flip out and piss you off. Do something, you know, stupid or, or just something evil, you know?
1: So he would just, like, radically change behavior?
0: Yes, on the flip of a dime. Wow. hmm so. <laughs> Now, here, let me ask you guys this real quick. This kind of reminds me of Peanuts, you know, and, and uh, you know what, what's his name? Charlie Brown and that girl that um, always, you know, would say, come on, kick the ball. And then every time you go kick the ball, he'd miss and fly up in the air.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> well, picture picture Frederick as Charlie Brown and our boy Thor as the, the girl holding the ball, but in a different sport. Every day, Frederick would bring a, a basketball to play in the, the area you know, before school or, you know, during lunchtime on the blacktop. And every day when they would go to either get in line to get, go to school or to, you know, check in in class, Thor would be buddy-buddy with him up until a point where he'd surprise him supposedly every time, take his basketball, and right before class started, just boot it as far as he could, <laughs> kick it. <laughs> just wow. to be a dick now at some point if he if Frederick literally said he did this every day at school either don't bring the basketball or be ready for him to try to jack it from you right yeah. <laughs> I mean it didn't make sense so I mean, he did that every day all the way through 8th grade wow <laughs> yeah that makes. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. <laughs> He's like, "That's a funny looking ball. Let me kick it."
1: Okay, <laughs> Mario.
0: That means Mario. Sort of like Mario. Does.
1: Me, I'm oh, Mario.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, so by eighth grade, uh, he got tired of kicking the basketball, and he, uh, what do you think he did uh, in eighth grade to to change up the basketball type thing?
1: Oh,
0: uh, he used the football. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing to do with balls. Oh, okay.
1: Oh,
0: um, I'm gonna say he started punching. No, Gabby,
1: a bat.
0: No, I should have probably rephrased that question. I should have said habits, but oh, yeah. Oh. My ba- well, he he. That's my bad Um, in eighth grade, he began to drink beer and smoke weed oh. already. Yeah, So, Dang. so yeah, he was already chubby at this point, and what does weed usually get you to do? The munchies. Exactly. More snacks. So what do you think his weight went up to by the time he was going into high school almost?
1: Uh, about 100 pounds, probably more.
0: Like, what do you no, think? At you... this
1: point, he's like 300 pounds.
2: 300? I'm going to say he's about 6'6", 380.
0: 6'6". <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Too much No he was <laughs> He was six three two seventy five. Close enough. Yeah, mess No you
1: were nowhere close enough I was close enough was
0: Yeah close Gabby up. was right there well, <laughs>
1: You're like 105 <laughs> pounds over It could have
0: been <laughs> So by this time You know it's like the late 60s Early 70s um, You know or early 70s I'm sorry And mm-hmm. uh, it's hard for A boy his age, you know, in high school, entering high school, 275, he's probably got some acne going on. He He's very shy. Uh, he doesn't have any kind of like, you know, uh, ways with women or talking to women or girls. So he's kind of picked on a lot. And, um, you know, his he's just he's 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 lashing out, too, in school. He's not doing good in grades. He's smoking weed. He's drinking beer. And um, he's down on himself, so his parents decide that uh, the, the restaurant's doing really good, and uh, they give him pocket change, and for, you know, the early 70s or whatever, you know, he's going to school with about, 50, you know, 50 to 60 bucks a week, uh, he's got a brand new Audi, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, basically, uh, he's able to... That's ha- not
1: pocket change.
0: <laughs> yeah, for back then, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he's also going to liquor stores and paying uh, patrons to uh, buy him and his buddies liquor. So before they go to school, they're taking shots of um, uh, what is it, scotch or rum uh, and then driving a brand new Audi to school. So, you know, he's he's I'll be
1: shocked if he graduated.
0: Yeah, he's, he's right now. He's doing really good, like as far as that's concerned. And I think that's how he's coping with the fact that he doesn't have too many friends. He's alienated some. Uh, the girls don't like him. He's a little weird. Uh, and then they're being very judgmental because of his weight. So, you know, he's just like, ah, screw everybody. I'm just going to do what makes me feel happy. Hmm. Um, But Gabby, you'd be surprised. Uh, he did the very bare minimum through high school, and he graduated. Of course. Yep, he sure did. And uh, But he was trying to get girls, and he never really had any kind of girlfriends. Um, So the long drive out of the mountains, out of Solvayne down the Santa Ynez mountains will put you right at the base of Santa Barbara when you get to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And um, he would go down there at later years in high school and just go to keg parties. Some of his friends knew friends of friends at the college and they would do keg parties. And he was plastered a lot at the ages of between the ages of 17 and 19, almost on the routine Never had a job either. Wasn't working, just always in party mode.
2: Mm, the good yeah.
0: luck. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, let's see if you can guess the animal he routinely killed. Oh.
1: Squirrels. I'm
0: mm-hmm. going to say a cat. No, I think Gabby was a little closer if you want to go because hey, cats sure. were more de- domesticated. He went with uh, bullfrogs. There's a lot of bullfrogs up there. Really? Yeah.
1: What squirrel have to do with the like, How How
0: you get a squirrel from me? <laughs> a
1: squirrel? It was some furry bullfrogs.
0: No, some no. no, I'm just I'm just saying like it's more wildlife than like Matt was going. I'm not saying they're close. Oh my gosh. No, I get what you say. My bad. My bad. God damn it. Well, he he would um tape firecrackers to the uh, bullfrogs. Oh, man, that's cold. And then blow him up, or uh, he'd shoot him with pellet guns or hit him with uh, <laughs> Thor's hammer. <laughs> I'm serious. He'd hit him with a hammer. Really? <laughs> yeah. You were really playing into his character. Okay, he, he was ahead <laughs> of his time.
1: I'm not laughing at what he did. That's Jack though. I'm just... <laughs> no, I still get
0: laughing it. laughing about the comparison of squirrel and progress. It's
1: because I imagine the mix between the two. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Oh Man, they have my. a big, big old tail on a little bullfrog.
1: <laughs> you call a squaw. A
0: squawk. <laughs> <Squab>. God.
1: <laughs> Todd has invented a new animal.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, this, um, this would be a thing for him. He would, you know, he, he didn't really hunt. He just went out and screwed with the, the, you know, the wildlife, mostly frogs that were in the area. And, um, a lot of people got creepy vibes from him um so he was just you know when he wasn't drinking he was a little weird he had a weird outlook on life like i said his personality changed people were like damn you have a split personality man and uh he would just laugh it off so uh by this time you know it's the, the mid 70s or whatever and um you know, we've talked about you know matt's done a story gabby's done a story i've done you know a few of them up and down the west coast in oregon and seattle Where you just had truckers or hitchhikers pick up people and they never see them again. And there's some serial killers to this day that have not been caught for the stuff that they've done up and down the West Coast. Because the I-5 freeway and all that other stuff is a good hiding spot off the freeway. There's a lot of open areas to dump bodies. So they're still finding bodies to this day. And um, it was dangerous between the 60s and 80s because it was a a hunter's playground. You had all these girls, teenagers, high schoolers, uh, and boys that would just hitchhike, you know, at random spots, didn't want to be home anymore. They wanted to explore. They didn't want to go to the war. So there's all kinds of stuff going on right now. And one thing about Santa Barbara, it has a huge college in the middle of it called UC Mm -hmm. Santa Barbara. And there's students that come from all over and uh to uh, to go to that high to that college it's a very prestigious college very old college and um the perf- the preference for a lot of kids at, at that age was to hitchhike either from the campus to their home to somewhere they wanted to go when it was non-school days mm-hmm. so with that being said we have a date oh yeah when we have a date what happens We usually have a crime. Yes, sir. And that's what we have here. On November 20th, 1976, Jacqueline Ann Rook, born in 1955 in Chicago, was a UC Santa Barbara student. So she came all the way from Chicago. Um, She was last seen close to campus on a busy street in Isle Vista, which is another city just adjacent to Santa Barbara. She was hit hitchhiking a ride or asking for a hitchhike uh, ride from the streets of Hollister and Patterson, a, a very famous corner uh, close to Santa Barbara. Uh, that was the last time she was seen. Mm. And then uh, 48 hours would go by before her friends would report her missing.
1: Dang, they waited mm. two days?
0: Yeah, they waited two days. Why? They didn't know where she was off to so they thought maybe she was going up north for some reason and then she was going to come back Uh, but uh yeah nobody reported her missing until it was uh over the weekend and she didn't come back for uh, school on monday um so the community again you know santa barbara is a really well-to-do neighborhood a lot if if you live there everybody knows everybody it's you know pretty big city but you run into people you know it's kind of all condensed in between the mountains Mm-hmm. And then, if you're a college kid, you know you know everyone at the at the campus. But um, so at this point, you know the missing, you know persons thing is out there. But uh, as they're looking for her, two weeks later, Mary Ann Cyrus disappeared. Exactly two weeks later, mm. she was a student, and she avidly hitchhiked. Like that was her thing. Like she loved to hitchhike, and uh, she was last seeing leaving that same area of Hollister Avenue and Patterson, which was a famous part a uh, famous area to get picked up by hitchhikers. So now that she's been missing for a couple days, the students are now going out, putting up posters, uh, going to bus stops areas of hitchhiking and saying, do not take rides from strangers. They're trying to put the word out. the The police are now looking for these two missing students. Their parents have flown in to see, if they can help in the search so everyone's aware of what's going on
1: that's not a good habit
0: not at all it's not it's very dangerous Hmm. Very, i've very never dangerous. done that before
1: even if i lived in those days i wouldn't have done that hitchhiking nope
2: i mean that was the thing to do
1: yeah but i'm saying like i'm not i'm not a trustful person like i don't trust people easy so
0: i wouldn't I remember I had to walk two miles to get to a blockbuster when blockbusters were a thing, and I wanted to rent a video game in summer, real quick. And mm-hmm. I remember walking up the main street, and a guy in a pickup truck said, "Hey, man, do you want to ride?" And I didn't ask for it. I wasn't. I didn't put my thumb out. <laughs> That's the closest I've come to hitchhiking. And I, I wasn't <laughs> going to get in the car with him. But he's like, "Do you want to ride?" I'm like, "No, I'm I'm good." And he's like, it, "But it's hot outside." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm walking." And then uh, he drove out, drove away. And then I walked another block and he came back again. Oh, Ooh. no. And when he asked again, I said, No, I'm okay. And then, like, I was going to go keep, continue to go straight. And then uh, when he took off, I hit the uh, walk button across the street and I just bolted a different way. I went through these side streets and I even through a few yards. I was like, Dude, I don't want this guy to get me. Smart man. That was scary. That's scary. That is scary. Yeah, it is. I was only like, I think I was only like 13. So. Yeah. At least you, you were smart
2: enough to realize like, yo, this is
0: this ain't cool. You know,
2: uh-uh, I'm not getting in with this guy.
0: Yeah, I could have been a victim. I really yeah. could have. But um, with that being said, these two women took their lives in their own hands and disappeared. So we have yeah. another person to talk about. This is Patricia Marie Laney. Uh, she was born September 15th, 1955. She was only 21 years at the time um, and she was born in where I live right now, Whittier, California. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, She went up there uh, to uh, better herself as an actress and she was getting a few commercials and she was uh, actually a model, so a very pretty woman. Um, She also was a very, very um, vocal advocate against Hitchhiking. So when those two women disappeared, she was actually some of the, the ones that were out there protesting and letting the public know of being aware to not do that. She was putting up posters. Um, however, um, on January 18th, 1977, uh, she had been distributing flyers to women to educate them on the dangers of hitchhiking as they walked through the campuses and then also by the malls. Uh, she was she was supposed to meet up with two of her friends at the bus stop at the same area that the two were picked up from prior, which is Hollister again, and her friend was late. By the mm. time her friend arrived, Patricia was not there. Mm. So, Wait,
1: how was she grabbed if she didn't hitchhike then?
0: Well, it's theorized that she was abducted from that bus stop. So whether uh, it's most likely she went against her will okay and because a lot of people said why would she be against it and then be at the spot where she was picked up you know like nobody saw her get picked up like i mean this was broad daylight and nobody saw her get picked up or get into a car they just knew that the last place she was supposed to be was that particular corner and uh, so 2 days after the officer was doing for Santa Barbara police was doing a routine patrol off of Rufio road when he pulled over what he saw, what he thought was some trash or some like, you know, uh, stuff from like uh, holidays wrapped around a tree. Um, When he stepped out to see what was uh, around the tree, he found and was shocked that it was a naked woman with a sweater on and she was wrapped around the tree and, um, like basically her her face was pressed into the tree trunk. Oh and also like her arms were wrapped around the tree. She was kind of like tied around it. And she was naked from the waist down. Oh. Yeah, she had also a twenty-two caliber bullet uh hole in her head.
1: Jesus. Yeah. Ouch, poor girl.
0: Exactly. And uh I'll have more details on her. Uh, at the end of the story So wait for the twist on that one. Oh, Yeah uh, Detectives felt that uh, this had to have been Somebody who was familiar with the area Because that was an access road That linked up the Santa Ynez Mountains With um, Solvayne So it was not a well-traveled road Only, like I said, locals would know about it mm. Um. Also at this time when they found the body uh, there was a there was a bit of a clue. Um, they found some uh, restaurant napkins with some blood of the assailant and or the the suspect and also blood from the victim and fingerprints on these napkins. They were uh, there were two different kinds. There was your regular restaurant napkins and there was those linen ones. Mm. So those were strewn around the area. What I guess
1: from the restaurant.
0: Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Interesting. Yeah, so so the police at this time, they weren't um, you know, they now found you know, her body, you know, the, the activist, um, and there's still two women missing. So right away they start up a task force. And uh, so these aren't Johnson's off the bat. They're they're like taking this thing very, very serious. Good. Yeah. And uh, They even got the FBI involved which they have a uh, FBI profiler at the time They were just starting to do that and the profiler said that uh, and let's see if you guys Let's see if you guys can get this uh, if if the profilers right or if they nailed it The profiler said judging by the the murder and and the things that they were picking up that they were looking the police were looking for a white male loner between the ages of 25 and 30 and who had a drinking problem with and also a t- uh, problem talking with uh, the opposite sex and was a bit narcissistic
1: of course
0: so you think those hit on everything about thor
1: everything
0: yep Nailed so, on a coffin <laughs> exactly so at this time it was late january and while the fbi detectives were looking you know in the area because they've had a couple weeks now where they haven't found anything else, they don't have any. The fingerprints came back, and they're not matching up with anyone they have on records. Um, the detectives, along with the FBI, were searching further down that road, and they went into some shrubbery. They were looking, and they found a second body. Uh oh. Yep. Mm. Jacqueline Ann Rooks, the first one that was that disappeared months prior, um, mm. she was found in the same exact pose. On a tree.
1: Oh, dang! Dang!
0: But she was completely <laughs> naked and shot twice in the head. Dang! Were gonna say, I wonder Matt? what it is.
2: Well, I wonder what it is with that pose. Like, like, is that symbolic to something?
0: We'll, we'll see. We'll see what that. What what the? Uh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> we'll see what that means later because that's part of the twist. All
1: right. Yeah. Why do I feel like that's full access, full control?
0: Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't don't want to give it away too early. (laughs) I don't want want to tell you if you're right or not. Let's just hold on to the answers because I think they're going to come into play later. All right. So, uh, yeah, again, uh, they're perplexed now. They're like, okay, this has got to be someone that's familiar. So they start going door to door. They're trying to, like, round up people that had shady-type backgrounds, and they're just not finding anything that mixes up with these women losing their lives how they did. And um, so a week would go by from the the finding of uh, Rooks and um, Thor is out smoking weed, drinking with his buddy, and they pull off a road which is not too far from the crime scene. And they're like in the uh, the shrubbery, but Thor Thor makes a mistake. He's you know it's night. There's no lights out there. He wanted to park the car and just sort of do. What if what if we're like this like like small little ant. In a big universe, like they're looking up at the stars getting super high, you know, and drinking beer and oh. he's, he's... why are they
1: suddenly talking like surfer dudes?
0: Well, because they are close to Santa Barbara, so you know. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> do a, a stone. I can't do a Finland surfer though. That'd be a little weird, you know? <laughs> Ooh, look at the stars out there. I would love to go out surfing. Oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> closer. Yeah, closer. There you go. <laughs> but uh, Thor Thor would leave his foot on the brakes because he was so drunk and high. So you got no lights out in the middle of nowhere. They're under the stars. Him and his buddy are drinking and smoking. And uh, a police officer, because of what's happened with those two bodies, is patrolling that area. And oh. uh, he sees the taillights of this car. And he's like, well, maybe there's a motorist in distress. And, you know, he's like, uh, let me figure this out. So he drives over there and he pulls up and you know, shines a light on the car and he sees beer bottles automatically on the ground. So right away he's like, Oh, okay. It's just a couple of drunks out here. And, um, he goes, uh, Hey guys, can I see your IDs? Oh, it's a Johnson. It's a Johnson. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and so Thor and his buddy pull out their IDs and he goes, Hey, you guys are too young to be drinking. You're only 20. And they're all like, Hey man, you know, like it's, it's laid out, you know, we're just trying to get a buzz and you know, hey, wait, well, you're trying to kill our buzz. And then he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, you know no, even I'm trying to kill your buzz. You're not supposed to be drinking out here. Come on now guys. <laughs> and then, uh, so he goes, give me that weed. And so he's like, he's like, okay. So he gives him the weed and he gives him a beer. And uh, You know he confiscates it and he's like all right guys you guys get on out of here. Stop messing around There's a killer on the loose Oh Wow, and that's them all well. Yeah before he does that Thor is like okay officer. I'll see you later and then uh, (laughs) Thor goes or not Thor uh, the officer Johnson goes hey wait a minute I want to see what's in your trunk cuz I want to make sure I got all the weed and then Thor is like no you cannot touch my trunk uh, the trunk stays closed, and then he's like, "Oh, okay. Wait a minute. You may be trying to hide something." So, mm. <laughs> the the conversation goes back and forth, and then finally, Thor's friend says, "Dude, just let him freaking open the trunk." So you open because he's threatening to, to arrest the kids. Mm. So he opens the trunk, and he finds a twenty-two caliber pistol. Mm. Now. There has been two high profile murders in a city that maybe gets five or six murders a year. Mhm. And you got two in the last couple months by a 22 caliber gun. What do you think Officer Johnson does?
1: Officer Johnson says good for him for carrying protection in his car.
2: <laughs> Matt I say, Officer Johnson says,
1: hey, do you know you got
2: a gun back there?
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, he's just like, uh, he basically says, hey, what are you doing with this gun? And then uh, Thor's like, I like to shoot the bullfrogs. And then Thor's like, hey, that's all right and all good and everything, but you're underage. You can't be having a twenty-two caliber gun. And he goes, I'm going to have to take this. So he takes the gun. But um, knowing that there's a 22 caliber murderer out there, you know, with that type of gun, he does not put two and two together. He says, all right, kids, you get home now. You hear? Wow. <laughs> he, he just confiscates stuff and takes off. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs>
1: let them off that easy.
2: He had them in his hands and <sighs> let them freak.
0: Or he at least had Thor right there. Yeah. The other kid was uh was very innocent. It was, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Not too innocent if you're drinking and getting high.
0: Yeah. I mean, back then well, it was super illegal, but um, yeah. now but it's nothing like, innocent it's of
1: true. murder. Yes. Yes. yes
0: innocent of murder. And what happens when a guy gets a break, you know, like he this? Does. You encourage
1: him to keep going because he doesn't get caught.
0: Yeah. And. To Thor's credit, which I don't like giving him any credit, but he actually does something like the Golden State Killer. You know, when he was chubby in his early days of being an offender, he realized, hey, you know, I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to change my look. And that's what he did. The next three months, he leaves town. For three to six months, he goes up to Oregon. Now He loses weight. And when he comes back, he's 40 pounds lighter. Oh, wow. and, and his hair that was, like, just maybe... You know, ear length or a little lower was now down his back a little bit. So he's grown out his hair all the way. Ooh. Um, re- just keep in mind the Oregon trip. Um, so he comes back to his drinking buddies, and his and his drinking buddies really they don't recognize him. He's not acting the same, not talking the same. Very distant. Um, has a dark sense of humor. Uh, he's just different, completely, completely different. The one thing they noticed though. He makes frequent trips down to Los Angeles and he also comes back every time from Los Angeles with a car that he just, he cleans his car from top to bottom, including the trunk. His buddies, he does it so much that his buddies all say that he became obsessed with washing his car.
1: That's because he was doing crap with his car.
0: You got, you got it. Wow. So the FBI was frustrated at this time. It's around 1977 working into 1978 and there's it's quiet up in Santa Barbara. They haven't had no killings. There's no they basically have exhausted most of their leads, but things are picking up in the Sunset Strip in Hollywood. Uh, You know, there are uh, routinely women either coming up missing beaten, you know, prostitutes that you know that's like that, that seems to be just like the easy target prostitutes.
1: Yeah, cuz of course you're going to be able to pick them up.
0: Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. So on one night, a woman that still has our identity uh covered up to this day, um she was picked up uh on the Sunset Strip. And for only $45, she was going to have sex with Thor. Wow. Um yeah, that that should tell you the time Uh, time period they were in, late 1978. Um, So they get in the car. They're driving down the Sunset Strip. The Sunset Strip is just below Hollywood Hills. It's a very affluent area, a lot of clubs, a lot of, you know, uh, prostitutes. uh, Just, you know, it's also a tourist attraction. There's a lot of stuff down there, man's Chinese theater, everything. Um, They start driving down the street. She says, hey, there's a hotel I know. I I take a lot of my Johns there. And um, he just starts having small talk, which normally when you pick up a prostitute, not that I have experience, I have never done it. I'm just saying. But the regular thing to do is you don't Good. really. I was ask, how do you know? Yeah, but I'm just going by. <laughs> I'm going by how you how you would treat a prostitute. You're not going to sit there and be like, so how was your day? Yeah. You know? <laughs>
1: Oh, I've had such it's... a stressful day at work.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, did you get to your garden after you had sex with... T- the 20 garden. Minutes? You know, like, I don't know. But <laughs> he was... The garden. Yeah, the garden. <laughs> hey, I'm talking about an actual garden, not, you know, the I other. I just that
2: You're a Cochino, man.
1: No, I knew you were going to do it.
0: I knew it. <laughs> Oh, uh, nasty, <sighs> whatever. I'm just talking about an actual what if she had tomatoes and, and celery growing in her garden? Oh, no, you're
2: probably right.
0: You're probably right. You see, I'm just saying he's going overboard with a small talk. Okay, <laughs> what's your favorite color? <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, so they drove past the motel that she suggested, so that kind of raised a red flag, but she was like, Well, there's another place down the street, you can make a left here. He drove past that and then she started to get a little alarmed when he started going towards the Hollywood Hills and she's like, well, why are you going up the Hollywood Hills and he's like, oh, I know a great place. You know, a lot of teenagers go there to make out and do stuff and you know, trust me, no one's going to see us and I don't want to pay for a hotel, you know, I'll give you a little extra. So she was a little weary now as she started to settle in and be like, okay, you know, this is going to go all right, I guess he pulls out a 22 as they're driving and shoots her in the head. (sighs) so they're driving up a windy freaking road at night and he just pops a cap in her head now now here's a twist to the story um stunned she freaking grabs the wheel and she forces the car off the road into a ditch oh wow so the car crashes her her head hits the dashboard. His head hits the steering wheel. Remember, there's no airbags in these cars. And uh, her adrenaline was at a, obviously, shot in the head. Her adrenaline's as high as it's going to be. She climbs out the car, and while he's sitting there, just stunned. And she goes down the hill, and she sees some lights in the distance, and she runs a good mile to this private residence. Yeah. Uh, she bangs on the door. The occupants open up. The, they let her in, and they can't believe she's bleeding from the head. She's been shot in the head. So right away, they call police and fire. Um, and Thor abandons that car and just takes off. And He just runs down the hill. He's gone. Dang. Um, now, she would survive. What? She would survive a twenty-two caliber shot to the head that lodged in her brain. Wow. Wow. And for 1978, that's pretty good, surviving that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I could you could see it nowadays more, you know, with the technology and stuff. But she survived that. But she would have some some brain damage. She would have trouble remembering things, uh, speaking, and also moving some of her appendages. Maybe some fingers or an arm maybe didn't have the yeah. same because there's nerve damage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, despite that, three months later, where do you think she's at?
1: Oh no.
2: Uh, three months later, I say that he got her again.
0: Gabby?
1: I must say she's back to prostituting.
0: Bingo. Gabby got it. She's back to prostituting. Um, She's not even fully healed at this point. What? And she's back prostituting at a bar um, in the LA area off the Sunset Strip when the nightmare of all nightmares takes place. She's talking he
1: Huh? Oh no, I'm just saying he finds her.
0: Well, she found him. She was in the bar talking to another potential client trying to get, you know, her guard intended to. And <laughs> in comes Hurley, Verily, I want to drink. I want to pick up on some women. And he walks what? right into the bar. And she spotted him. She spotted him, but the smart thing is she wasn't a Johnson. She ran right to the back of the bar and made a phone call to the police.
2: So that gunshot wound clearly didn't mess up her memory of
0: him. Exactly. It messed up other things, but not the memory. messed
2: up other things, but not the memory. I mean, you would think you would never forget the person that almost killed you. Of
1: course not. Yeah.
0: Even if it damaged you i think you'll still I think remember that's that. the
1: last thing ingrained in her brain yeah
0: exactly so by her making the phone call and him basically picking up on women it gave the police more than enough time to show up to arrest him because she id'd him as the person that shot her in the head and he looked like a ghost she said when he was arrested because she didn't he thought he killed her or at least that she died at the bottom of the cliff and um so he was arrested, and also they went into his car and they found another twenty-two caliber gun. And uh, these <clears throat> these were Joe Kendas. They weren't um, they weren't the the uh, our buddy that was a Solvane police officer up there because once they ran his ID and they found out he was from Solvane, one of the cops had heard about a couple murders in that area, mm. and so they called the police station up there. And uh, they were like, hey, we got a guy with a 22 caliber bullet, or, you know, gun, whatever. And and uh, the ballistics didn't match right away. But because they made that phone call, the uh, officer, uh, Johnson, remembered, hey, I have a gun. It's a 22. I picked it up from some <laughs> blonde guy. And so uh, he turned over his gun. And that way they were able to match the ballistics to the two murders. And then, Dang. yeah, and then the police were able to uh, you know match that bullet that shot her in the head, you know because they they retreated from her brain. <clears throat> um, so you ha- now you have those two. And then uh, when they interrogated uh, our boy Thor, Thor said, "Oh, if you want to find another body, there's one that you missed up there in Solvang." So they went up there and they found the second girl that was kidnapped, and she was prone and tied to a tree the same exact way. Dang, uh,
1: nobody had run into that.
0: No one had ran into that body because there's a lot of open area out there. just a lot of open area. Yeah. So her body was ravaged by uh, local animals, unfortunately. But enough of it was there to see that she had been tortured prior and then also shot in the head.
1: Now I know I don't want to do one of the things I wanted to do up there. What's that? I like reading, but I've always had this thing where I see places like that with a hill and just a single... Or a few trees on that hill. I've always wanted to sit and lean on a tree and read.
0: Wow. (laughs) Yeah. No, (laughs) I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's not happening. That ain't happening. Yeah. Nope. So So after finding the third body, they would start doing investigating on him, talking to his friends. They actually talked to a girl that he was on and off seeing for the last few years. And she had mentioned that when she was with Thor, he wanted sex three to five times a day. So he had a a very big appetite for sex.
1: Wow. I would be shocked if he didn't kill more people.
0: Well, I mean, they were, I'll get to that. Um, He would, they would ask him and he openly, he would shut down first off and he wouldn't say nothing, gave attitude to the police and the investigators. And then right before they felt he was going to ask for a lawyer, he would start spilling the beans and he would start telling them like, Hey man, you know what? Uh, I had to lose a weight because the prostitutes were making fun of me. Although the prostitute sex was the best sex of my life, you know, even though I was with that girl, it was, it was good, but you know, like prostitutes did something for me. Like I love it, this and that. So he was talking it up and just, you know, just having, a. he would be very forthcoming and not care about how he would even talk about murdering those three women. And then all of a sudden he'd start crying and being super remorseful and just like couldn't you know he he's like i, I want to take my life i can't live with myself and then he, next moment he's happy as can be and he's proud of it so it's really weird
1: Hey, he had like borderline personality disorder
0: exactly they were saying that he at least had some sort of you know split personality <clears throat> now here's where it got uh bad now answering some of the questions you know that gabby had said or at least one of them where she said those bodies had to be posed for a reason right Mm-hmm. he didn't have sex with them prior to murdering them
1: oh Ooh, it what? was after
0: it was after what? they were deceased and tied up what and it was not just once or twice it was multiple times and on different occasions H- how
1: man gross he would come back
0: he would come back to the bodies
1: how why
0: Ugh. so that's why they were they were tied up the way they were. Oh. So picture like, their face towards the the tree trunk. They're on their knees, with their backside exposed. Arms around the tree, hugging it. What?
1: He's disgusting.
0: Wow. Yep. He said that the um the amount of sex was not the issue. Having them under his control and possession, yeah, that's a control the, thing. Was yeah. the ultimate high. Yep,
2: I I think that's what it is. What people who perform in necrophilia, it's a control. Like they can't do anything to you. Exactly.
0: Now at this time he was fearing the death penalty, so he shut down. And mm. when he shut down, though, there were some hikers in the Angeles National Forest who found a Laura Benjamin, Sue Benjamin, who was only 23 years old. They found bullet shells next to her body, which was prone in the same position, and that, too, was linked to him for a fourth murder and one attempted murder. So, we yeah, have four total.
1: There mm. has to be more.
0: Yes, and that's what uh, Joe Kenda said. Now, He said that he spent about a good six to seven months in Oregon, and when he realized that he was in Oregon, he started to call up there to the local police stations and also the Oregon FBI, and and uh, tried to uh, see if there was any cases similar. And there happened to be a few, uh, three or four that of missing women that disappeared in the same circumstance. One body was found similar. But no bullets were recovered from the body or shell casings, so they couldn't match it or link it. But he believes that he did not go on a cold spell after m- making those three first murders. And they believe yeah. that there's possibly a couple more down here in L.A.
1: Yeah, I don't think there was only four.
0: Yeah. So Gabby was For right For somebody
1: who the- wants sex that much, come on. Mm-hmm. And if the best sex he had was from the prostitutes, well, because they were dead, that's what he wanted.
0: Mm-hmm yep so <clears throat> with that they they just decided hey we're gonna charge him for the four murders what do you think he got for this and the attempted murder
1: oh no we're gonna be pissed <sighs> aren't we
0: I'm gonna I say huh
2: go, oh, ahead. go ahead no go ahead go ahead I'm gonna say they gave him 40 years to life
0: Gabby
1: I'll be shocked that he actually got the death penalty but I'm gonna say he did
0: no he didn't get the death penalty he got oh. um he got life in prison. That's all he got. And yeah, um it? yeah, that's all he got. And um he went to Folsom prison. Uh but here's the here's the thing that uh that was very weird, which I think you guys will be well, at least Gabby will be happy. Um they did not protect this dude. Meaning sure. They did not put him in a separate wing because he was a serial killer, like they do most of the the, the California serial killers. They give him their own wing and stuff like that. You know, they're protected. Uh, they put him in Gen Pop. Okay. And once his once his uh, case came to light and it was all over the media, um, it got back to a couple people in prison who lost their mothers due to uh, you know that their mothers were prostitutes and murdered and uh, they took it upon themselves to shank him 60 times as he uh, was only six months into his lifetime sentence, and he was murdered in prison. That's all they did? Yeah, they shanked him 60 times. What do you mean that's all they did?
1: Yeah, he deserved more worse than that. 60 (laughs) times being shanked in prison? Well, he should have been shanked in the ass. Did he get that? He probably did. (laughs) Big Mo was probably there.
0: Uh, Yeah, there's not too much details. I just know he was shanked 60 times. Only six months into his life sentence. And uh, yeah, that was the end of uh, our boy Thor.
1: I hope they shanked him all over the downstairs area first.
0: You're
1: <laughs> I'm cold? She's the, no, the he was cold. Oh, yeah, he
0: was cold for sure. She was the one in the background, like, go for the wing!
1: <laughs> Off of his wing. Damn, the it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but this I'm bastard. like,
1: look here let me show you how it's done you start at the tip
0: oh wow, <laughs> wow. 60 times though man yeah he was Good. he was only he was only 23 when he died hey just 23
1: Both the girls were young too so
0: mm-hmm. i mean it's a tragic story and like gabby said i mean you guys called it like there's there's got to be more victims uh, there's probably bodies that they can't find, but this guy was disgusting. I mean, nec- necrophiliac, you know, having sex with dead bodies, you know, well after they're gone.
1: Yeah, it's like bad enough when you kill somebody and then you do that afterward. But when they're no longer like fresh dead and then you're coming back to that and doing it, like that is ill.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this guy was definitely no Avenger. Definitely mm. no avenger. They avenged. Yeah, he got avenged. You're right.
2: He you got avenged.
0: But yeah, that's that's Thor Christensen from Solvang, California.
1: Great. Thor now when Oscar. I go to Solvang, that's what I'm going to think about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you go to that Mustard House restaurant, you'll know. I mean, it's, it's... I
1: wanted to. Now I'm not. <laughs> well, I mean, Thor not
0: going to be there. Well, well the yeah
1: that
0: happens, for i don't know if his family still owns that restaurant or Damn. even if they're still alive okay. so, that was the I, table I, <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> dang let's go to
2: solve
1: yeah okay
2: <laughs> i want them danishes yeah,
0: i used to go up I, there I a lot dude so i i i would uh I would recommend it even though it has a you know that's it's only checkered past really and and until i came across this story i never knew that there was anything bad up there to be honest
1: i uh, you don't picture that you see this tourist place and it's like all nice and it's cute you walk around everybody's having a good time trying new things you don't imagine anything like that happen there
0: oh yeah exactly because they also have that taste of solvain in march which is really cool You go up there and, um, you know, you're able to walk around with an open container down the main street area because they have a lot of wineries. They have a lot of uh, breweries and visit the shops. And it's very picturesque, very beautiful time of year, too, in March. And, um, you know, you would never, never think that there's stuff like that that was going on at one point.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. I'm mad he's disgusting those poor girls and their families, but I am happy at the outcome that he got.
0: Yeah, I mean, I knew you would be mad if he was still sitting there like most of these guys in California prisons.
1: Oh, but like I was mad today with Gacy John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that SOB.
2: If you guys haven't seen it, go on Netflix and look at the story on John Wayne Gacy. You will be pissed
0: yeah we've we've done the story here but to to hear him talk is is gonna piss you off on that uh, yeah arrogant yeah, s o b very arrogant mm-hmm. so that's it for me on this one
2: well thank you Todd for breaking down that story for us on on the on the guy of thor <laughs> <laughs> and, and
1: gonna, no
2: he was not the god of thunder no he, he wasn't no, he wasn't the god of thunder <laughs> Yeah. and so we're going to leave it here uh, thank you um, thank you guys for listening in we're going to close it off but before we do want to quick, quickly remind you guys on how you can reach us just go to Facebook and Instagram and type in grinding true crime podcast and there you can find us like our page comment on our page and we'll get back to you as soon as possible and if you want to listen to us on your podcast stream, go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Pandora, and Podvine. And for those listening to us outside of the U.S., continue to listen to us on Radio Public Breaker, Podcast and Podchaser. Well, I believe that's it, y'all. This has been the Grandy True Crime Podcast with your hosts, Matty Matt and
1: Gabby Gab,
2: and Todd Fox. And we are signing off. Toodles. Peace. Y'all come back now here.